Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Uh, we don't make it easy. We have a great result against Leicester. Uh, and then Chelsea, we know what happens. Uh, we know what happens at Stamford Bridge and it's happened again. Uh, and then we're back to square one. Uh, yeah, a lot to talk about today. A lot to talk about. Uh, Adam literally got in just at the last second. This yeah, exactly. Yeah, top guitar style, man. Anyway, no, I've been sick past week, but like, um, I'm, I'm like, you know, 99% recovered now. Still a bit coffee, but other than that, I'm fine. Glad to be back here as well. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, great, great to see all the guests on here. Uh, and I'll go through them uh, quickly. Uh, Brad, been on plenty of times. How are you doing, Brad? How are you doing? Good, thanks. Hi, Chris. All right. Hello, everyone. Yeah, I'll come to Brian in a second because uh, we're going to be talking about Bob. Uh, Adam, how are you doing? Fine. Overall, yeah. fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of de- dejected let... after yesterday, but you know, all of yeah. that, I'm okay. I think we all are. I'll let you do the plug for Tottenham and Tour, uh, even uh, yourself and Brian, Danny Kiriakou as well, and other Danny Kiriakou. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to say it right, Chris. The first time this thing gets mentioned. Only the first sing, time. Sing us. I'm a novice, Brian. I'm learning. Uh, Adam, where can people find you? I'll find, find me at the great, great channel. That is Top Montour. Yeah. I mean, like, we're, like, you know, we're rising up quick, quickly through the ranks. Mm. But, of course, we, we never forget our roots, of course, like, which is why we appear on great channels like this. So, but like, if any of you haven't subscribed to us already, we're on a huge push to 3K. So, you know, mm. please, if you just get over and hit that subscribe button, we don't like red anyway as Tottenham fans. So, if you yeah. could turn that subscribe button into the right color, then that would be great. Even though I'm wearing red, actually. No, but I just remembered I'm wearing red. So, like, that, that contradicts myself. <laughs> I'm afraid, Brian, when uh, you know, you, you're both on and the plug for the show, uh, the uh, channel, you're fired. Adam's in, I'm afraid. <laughs> You know what? That, after a plug like that, fire me. Thank you. Fire me. Uh, yeah. Ian, as well, been on a few times. How are you doing, Ian? Uh, how are we doing, Chris? Holiday? Yeah, holiday was great. All ruined, of course, at, uh, when, when the match started <laughs> yesterday. But uh, oh, we live to fight another day, I guess. We live to fight another day. But uh, yeah, I'm yeah. good. Life, life's good, mate. Life's good. Yeah, and in the chat, THFC Curse, Hayden Curse, Spurs Legends. Uh, she must be watching another show. Oh, no, she's talking about Brian, Brad, Adam, and uh, Ian. That's who she's talking about. And uh, Adam's teeth are beaming white. Wow, give them to me. Uh, and last but no means least, Brian. How you doing, Brian? And how is Bob? Uh, big love to Bob Spurs. He's been appearing on streams recently, which is brilliant news. Brilliant news. But yeah, how how is uh? Yeah, I mean, it's glad that Kirst is in the in the chat as well because we've been trying to talk yeah. today um, to to give her the news. Uh, so yeah, I mean, everything that's going on right now with our beloved club and our uh, Marmite leader all goes in all goes into significant into insignificance right now because everyone knows why I came here. Um, whatever goes on, whatever happens with uh, January, Bob wins every single time. And uh, yesterday, Kim got the uh, the invite to go to see him, first person to see him, and then obviously she did. And then Bob requested that I come in and see him as soon as possible, and the doctor said I can come in today. So I was going to see him at 11, but it actually ended up being moved to a later time. Got to the hospital. Um, I had to put so much PPE stuff on. I don't like I was thinking out of Ghostbusters. Um, 
First of all, I will say everyone at Harlow Hospital, if anyone at Harlow Hospital does watch this, especially one nurse in particular, I can't remember her name, but she'll know because she'll remember me. It's been absolutely sensational. So that's the most important thing. Um, yeah, then I got to see Bob. Um, he's got more hair, or he did have more hair on his head. The cheeky bastard asked me to give him a haircut. So I gave him my first haircut. Um, <laughs> and I, I was literally like this because I've never, even my wife shaves my head. So uh, I was so worried about cutting him all because he can't, uh, bless him, he, he, can't, he can't speak at the moment because of the tracheotomy. He, he writes things on his phone and then obviously I can respond back. Um, lost a lot of weight. Oh, he's lost a fair bit of weight, shall I say. Um, and obviously, after not seeing him for, like, the last time I saw him properly, and I mean properly, was when he dropped me off at the airport November the 5th. Mm. Um, I spoke to him every day when I got back home, but the last time I remember speaking to him is when COVID was bad and he was here. And uh, so that was the last image I had of him. Um, first thing he does is ask how everyone is. Everyone, and I do mean everyone on this chat, we went through, I said, listen, he goes, how's the, how's the crew? I said, right, listen, rather than me going through one by one, just type a name in so I can just tell you where they are. <laughs> so he went through, he went through, he didn't leave a stone unturned with with people and he was constantly like, I was, and he asked, and I, I can tell you now, he asked specifically about everyone in this chat that's uh, on here. He asked about Curse, who I know is in the chat. Um, told him, um, also I showed him the letter I got from Antonio Conte. Um, so he, he opened up and read it. It was a personalised letter from Conte. Uh, put a smile on his face, um, then cut his hair, and then the, the big uh, one. one I, seeing Bob with hair is one of the weirdest things you ever see. You won't get to see it. it, it it's strange. It's like, wait, is that? Bob? I walked in there, they needed me to him, and I was like, is that Bob? And I was like, oh, it is. It is. Um, but the biggest smile I got out of him is uh, obviously when he asked if Kim and Tammy have been getting on. Oh, he said Kim and Tammy are getting on, aren't they? I went, Unbelievably well. He was like. And he gave me a Bob Spur eye roll, like, how the fuck has that happened? <laughs> oh, you haven't gone past 10 minutes. Oh, well. Um, but, but it was just a Bob expression. And, uh, yeah, he, he's in the chat. He's very tired. So, like, he, he's popping in and out of chats. But when he's in the chats, he does, I don't know how long he stayed in there because he is very tired. It's a, lot, it's a, a long, long way to go for him. Um, but he is fighting. He is really, really fighting. This that man, I, I said to him, I said, uh, I said to him, you know, I call you now, I call you Superman. <laughs> he's Superman <laughs> to me because he what he's had to go through, um, uh, the loss of his mother, his brother, and then obviously recently his father, COVID, COVID pneumonia, open heart surgery before <laughs> him. Um, Sorry, Kim, Kim's TV's just cleared the lift off or something. Um, <laughs> so what the hell that was? Um, uh, <laughs> don't apologise. Just... Brian, Brian, you should have told him when he woke up that we'd won 18 matches in a row and we were the champions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean... I, I, I don't think you would have believed that. Well, do you know what? I, I think it was Kim... Was it Kim and I were saying? We're talking about before the Arsenal game was called off. Hopefully we can put a radio in there so we can listen to Arsenal to cheer him up. And I was like, no, 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 what if we lose? It'll probably kick him backwards. And, and we're like, no, no, no. But then obviously uh, we know what the filth did. But uh, just, just like I said, I mean, to, to, to just round this off, like I said, and I'll be serious. I'm, I'm sorry, I do apologise. Apparently I'm having a rave as well. So it's going to be the first top of rave that we're, <laughs> that we're having here. Um, it's phenomenal, but like I said, going back to it, 
at one point, and Kim, will, Kim said it with me as well, at one point, and in all honesty, we didn't ever see Bobby again, ever. No. And the fact that I saw him today... That wasn't the knowledge. Yeah, uh, what I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, as Kim just said, it, people won't know how close this guy really was. Obviously, what, what we let go, we let go. Um, and there's stuff, this is Bobby's health and his medical records and whatever. But to see him today smiling, having a laugh and whatever, he, he, he's on the right track, but we are still so, so, so far to go. But one thing I will say is he cannot get over the amount of love, support, well wishes, tweets, WhatsApp, phone calls, everything. Um, and he, he loves everyone dearly and he can't wait to get everyone back, um, to be back with everyone. And yeah, we just we can't wait to have him back, to be perfectly honest. I mean, Kirsten said a couple of comments and she's also said she'll give you a video call tomorrow, Brian. But uh, yeah, it's cool. put a huge smile on my face and uh, so happy for you and Kim. We're all missing Bob so much. You two have been superstars with him and updating us past few weeks. Bless him with his hair. Uh, <laughs> uh, obviously, apart from the last uh, sentence there, which none of us have seen apart from you and Kim, I think we agree with uh, the rest of it. Uh, absolutely, 100%. And it'll be... It's great to see him on these Spurs chats coming up uh, with the comments on there. It'd be great to see him in person talking about Spurs and moaning about Spurs and telling people. Yeah. Yeah. Just to clarify, is Kirst going to video call you from the bath? I mean, no, I just, no. I mean, I'm just no, reading. No, no, I tried to video call her about 20 minutes ago and she didn't answer. I said to Kim, the cheeky cow. Oh. And then I, got, then I got a message back going, I'm in the bath, I can't answer. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in fairness, Bob's illness... <laughs> Really does put football in its rightful place, mm. you know. Yeah. That's what we're all we're all a bit up uptight at the moment for for a lot of reasons. Yesterday and what's not happening on the transfer window, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, that's got got a few of us wound up, including me. But uh, um, you know, when Shankly said football was more important than life and death, now nah, mate, now nah, you were wrong about that. Yeah, exactly. I don't exactly. think so. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, let's go on to something that doesn't really matter, and that's yeah. the game yesterday. <laughs> uh, that's the nice piece over. Let me yeah. start with this. Uh, starting lineup thoughts. I, I, I think it's fairly safe to say, and it was fairly evident on the first half anyway, it was a bit of a defensive team, and uh, based on presumably what happened in the first two games against Chelsea. Uh, well, I, well, first of all... Irvine had to start, I think, because of what he did against Leicester. A uh, bit unfair on uh, Lucas, but, you know, Doherty on the right. You know, people have been calling for Emerson to be uh, dropped, so Doherty got his chance. Uh, but what was your thought of the starting lineup? Uh, uh, first of all? And we'll get into the game afterwards. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, it's, it's actually great news on, on Bob. Thanks, thanks, Brian. And I, I was watching the Irish Hotspur do his live show yesterday when Brian was on it. And uh, yeah, when that when that message came up, you know, in the chat, that, that super chat, and it had Bob Bob Spur TV on, people didn't register at first. Yeah, I could see Brian going <laughs> pointing down like that. So that was, yeah, absolutely, absolutely brilliant, brilliant moment. Um, so that's really, really, really good, really good news. Uh, but obviously, it's going to take time. But he'll be back one day for sure. Yeah. Um, I was confused when I saw the lineup. I I I didn't actually see it until about probably about quarter past four. Or no, quarter past. I was trying to set it up. So. Yeah, about about forty five minutes before. It was so I was a bit late yesterday, 
And I was just totally surprised. Not so much. Uh, okay, Bergwin in for Mora. I, yeah, I thought that was that was okay. I think the, the strange thing about it was it was four four two. Mm. That was a weird thing. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I realised that Reginon could possibly have been carrying an injury after the Leicester game. So, Cessignon and Doherty, I, I thought, yeah, that's 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 okay. But then it was that would have worked with a back three, but it was a it was a four 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 two. It was just really really strange lineup. I just couldn't couldn't get my head around it. No. Uh, a couple of comments from Kirst again. Uh, Kane was robbed. I guarantee you, Kirst, we will talk about this. I guarantee you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Match. But no, I, I just thought it was it was weird. I mean, I, I guess, you know, I mean, you know, we can criticise Conte in his lineup selection. You know, we are allowed to. But I guess mm. at the moment, he has got a lot of credit with us. So you just sort of look at that and think, well, he must be doing it for a reason. Mm. You know, and uh, sort of trust him, but uh, no, I was very, very, very confused, and it ultimately didn't work out. Although I thought it was a better, we'll talk about the match a bit later, but it was a better yeah. performance. But um, yeah, yeah. No, I, was, I was very, very confused. Yeah, I mean, curse comment here, Brian. Uh, Conte did that lineup and formation to make a statement mm. to the board. Yeah, you could have done uh, possibly. How would you make of that, Brian? Well, I think I think he did. To, to be honest, I think he did more of that against Chelsea in the second leg of the Carabao. Mm. That, that that one I think was more of a a push to say, listen, what look look what I've got. I don't think he did it in this game. I I don't think he did it as a message to the board. I think we've got to take that part away from it and say this is what he had available. What 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 I will say as the only negative part I'm saying to the board in when we're talking about this part is again we lacked creativity, and this is the game where he took the three mm. creative players in Undembele. We know who's going. Um, Deli Ali, we hope is going, and has apparently said his goodbyes, and Lacelso, who is apparently fit, and it's like we can't create, and because of the state of transfer dealings, the three creative play, the creative player we need, we haven't got, and the creative players we have, we're not playing because we think two of them are out the door, so so that was the only on, on that part, is it's very concerning when as Sky Sports said we played with four fullbacks. Mm. and Davis, Tanganga, if you want to call him a, a wing back right now, and Doherty. It was the thing that got me with this formation is you've seen teams go to Chelsea and they attack Chelsea, a Brighton, mm. a Burnley, and whoever's gone there. And you can lose results, you know, and, and you can uh, the third last result as well. We've lost three nil, two nil, one nil, now two nil. Listen, this is the thing. What, what, what I was coming to there, Chris, is obviously we every every team has shown that if you go for Chelsea, they're gettable. Mm-hmm. If you stop thinking how can we stop them and thinking how can we hurt them, teams may not win, but they certainly have more joy than we have over the four four games we played. There's no doubt about it. Now, you think with Conte that you say, do you know what? Right now, the thirty years hoodoo is like beyond a joke. And it's one of those where when this fixture comes up, you're like, oh, here we go. And as soon as the goal goes down, you, the, the mentality of it kicks in. And do we have the right mentality? That's a different question. But you'd think right now, when I, I, I said a stat that I saw a tweet where someone said, either from Christmas Day or Boxing Day, sorry, Christmas, Christmas Day, Boxing Day or New Year's Day, from then till now, Norwich have won the same amount of games as Chelsea. <laughs> that's, that's how gettable or approachable Chelsea were. And everyone, including me, 
was like, now's the time to play Chelsea. Now's the time. They're not firing. They're not. And we just sat back again. We just sat back. When you've had three games sitting back and we haven't scored a goal and their, their quality has shone through, you think, you know what? If this game is going to be another defeat, at least go down fighting. At least try something different. We didn't. And the same thing happened. Yeah, I mean, Adam... Uh... I've got to say as well, you know, an experienced uh, streamer here would know to say, uh, please hit the likes, please hit the subscribe before uh, 16 minutes has gone. Uh, but, mm. you know, it is me, <coughs> novice, complete novice. I, I can't say Danny Kiriak, whose name properly, because I can't do the jingle. Uh, and I can't do the like and subscribe uh, shout out either before. You're fine. Um, but, yeah, anyway, Adam. Uh, personally, I, I think... The, the, the tactics were negative, and Jose's used that two kind of uh, wing backs in front of the centre backs. I, I personally think in the 45 minutes it did work. I know it's a 90 minute game, obviously, and then you can now say the tactics didn't work because we lost and we gave ourselves a mountain to climb. And we'll talk about Tanganga being taken off at half time. It should have happened because that's what caused the goal. But that first half, without VAR, which we will get to in a minute, uh, in a minute. Without VAR, we're 1-0 up at uh, 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 half-time. We can't remember Lobby making too many saves. So our defensive game slowed the game down. And, and games that are played, even though it's a 45-minute half, 90-minute game, are played in sections. So when you go away from home, certainly to a, a better team, I think we can all be Chelsea up. First 20 minutes, keep it tight. Then have a then sort of like see how far you can go. First 20 minutes of the second half, if you're in the game, keep it tight and then go for it. And, you know, we, we've always heard, you know, when we're playing a weaker team and we've got a big game next, you know, go out like a train for the first uh, 20 minutes, go and get a few goals, half-time, game done, the best of few key players. So it is done in sections. But I, I personally think that the, the tactics did work in that first half. It's just VAR screwed us over. Whether we'd have held on to a 1-0 lead or, or uh, added to it or we'd have lost 2-1, no one knows. But... Obviously, when the first goal goes in, we don't get it. Then you have to change your mentality. But what did you think of the tactics uh, uh, when you first saw them when the game started and during the first half and second half? He obviously changed it to second half when they scored, and just slightly too late, so they scored a second goal before we made the change. But what do you think of the, cha uh, the uh, tactics employed? Well, kind of like yourself, I thought they were working, working okay in the first half, but like. I mean, I think that maybe when they went in at halftime, Conte maybe should have said to them, or maybe the players themselves should have told themselves, okay, when nil, this is nil on now, we've held them, you know, we've, you know, held them to a draw at halftime. This is, a, we're doing better than we did against them in the last game. So maybe now we should go out and start attacking them and I start attacking them like really clinically and stuff. Maybe change up the tactics, but maybe, you know, take a couple <laughs> pairs off at halftime. Like, like as you were saying, actually, Tanganga. Because, like, we saw all the result of not taking him off at halftime, unfortunately. Because, I mean, in the second half, we tried to use those same tactics again. It imploded, like, right in our faces. I mean, within... It, I could be wrong here now, because I remember the other golfers. But, like, within 10 minutes, they were tuning up 20 minutes. A short yeah. amount of time, anyway. Yeah. I mean, in like... Okay, those tactics were okay to work, to work in the first four to five minutes. Maybe tired Chelsea out, because they were doing the majority of the attacking. But the second half... Half. I mean, I think it was just a wasted opportunity to me. I was like, we should have used that half to step forward and move more into Chelsea's box and be more clinical and just start attacking them more. Like, they're actually going at them because, like, everyone and their actual nana says that that's how you beat Chelsea by going at them and taking the game to them, especially at Stamford Bridge, like a place where we've won two games in like 37 years of it or something. I mean, a, a horrific record. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, Ian, uh, what did you make of the taxes? Second half, I know yeah. they only had three shots, but... Uh, it, it, I, 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 look, I, I really agree with Brian on this. Um, I, I, there's a couple of things. First of all, I, I can't remember if it was um, on Saturday night or Sunday morning that I read that um, uh, Winks, Moura and um, who else um, who didn't play, who might have done, was on the bench. Skip. Reguillon. Skip Reguillon, thanks. Mm. Skip Reguillon and uh, Lucas Moura were, were all doubtful because of injuries. And as it transpired, none of them played. But they all, you know, well, no, Reguillon didn't, but the other two came on. Um, so um, I'm a little bit confused as to what was going on. And I, I actually said on stream uh, yesterday, um, did Conti, is, is cursed right about that, that Conti was sending a message to the board, this is the resources I've got. But, I mean, I agree with Brian. Chelsea have been leaking goals, leaking points. They've, they've been vulnerable. They've been vulnerable apart from when they play us. And that has to be a mental thing, whether it's with the coach or whether it's with the players. You know, they've looked really good the three games they played against us. But if you look at all the other games they played around this time, you know, they, they Brighton held them. I think Everton got a result against Brighton them. Brighton held them twice here. Yeah. So, you know, with... With with the you know, I was, I was just looking at Scott here. We don't have the players mm. to play, but we haven't. Yeah, we've got don't have, we have limited players, players, just just players, players in Everton. Don't we've got have the players, players to play like to at Chelsea, which so yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I was a little bit disappointed with the 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 uh, the, the approach. Um, there was a lot of square pegs in round holes um, out there yesterday, and and that's something we we do need to see addressed over the next few days of the transfer window because we're still going to have that. Yeah, Tanganga should have gone, uh, uh, should have come off at half time, but thankfully he was on the pitch. You know, he he he, he, he wasn't on the pitch long enough to get sent off because that would have been. Well, a it, it, it was obvious that, that their focus of attack was down that side because he got that yellow card and Hudson Odoi. Got him again, and he, he he somehow managed to not foul him. But it was obvious they were going to go at him, and yeah. he can't do anything. And that goal, it was a superb goal by Ziyech. Nothing Lolly can do about it. But it all came from the fact that, it, whether whether you like it or not, when it, it all came from the fact that Tanganga couldn't pull Hudson and Doy back. Yeah, and I think so, yes, I, I, if, he, if he takes him off, I don't know who he'd have brought on. But if he takes him off, and, and like Adam says, uh, goes a bit more attacking and in your face against Chelsea, you'd yeah. have had someone there, Doherty maybe, who can drag him back. And then that goal well, doesn't happen. Yeah. Second goal, just I, I'm not sure what yeah. Dyer was moaning about. About he didn't touch him. He, he clearly fouled but, him. It wasn't the, the clearest foul. Do you, foul Chris? Do you reckon that was a foul? We caught his leg. I think it wasn't a complete like smack on the leg. But yeah, he, he didn't get the ball at all. But yeah, but as Brian says, the, the three the three create you know, if we wanted to change the tactics 
Um, you know, it was the, the the team selection we had was pretty well playing five fast bowlers and no spinners. There was no one, <laughs> in, you know, there was nobody in the um, on on the bench that was going to come on and make a you know a, a proper tactical change. There was no Ndombele, there was no Delhi, there was no Lacelso, probably because. Conti's telling them, I want you out of this club and I want you out of this club, with, you know, in a week. Um, but there was no one once we went a goal down that was going to uh, going to be able to change the game. As soon as we went a goal down, you had to say, was anyone optimistic that we were going to get back in it? Because I certainly well, wasn't. I, I don't know what you thought about this, Brad, because in that second half, when he changed it, we went a bit attacking. I mean, I could have played that pass from Hoiberg to Doherty, which he overhit. We had quite a lot of opportunities where we had... Not half chances, but we had really good chances to play someone in, and the passing was mm. horrendous. Um, yeah. What that's to do with, I don't know. And and we all know from watching football for years and years and years, even if you're two 0 up playing absolute scintillating stuff, and the other team haven't mm. laid a glove on you, you can see the goal. You will sit back at some point, and if that mm. goal goes in with the five minutes left, you will sit back a lot. But I mean, we had chances there, and and, and in terms of the uh, lack of a playmaker, the, I think. Kane dropping deep, and we'll get on to Kane in a minute. Kane dropping deep works as long as you have someone who goes and takes his position. And that was what Bergwijn was doing. Bergwijn was essentially the centre forward. And Kane was the, the guy in the middle. But we've only got one. And, and Bergwijn's not exactly the tallest guy. Thiago Silva's too wily to get done in the air by Bergwijn. And although he did get a foul from him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that second half, we had chances to put people in. And we overhit them, underhit them, complete wrong direction. So I don't think we had three shots on goal, I think. But I don't think we were only three shots good. I think we had opportunities. Our just final ball was horrendous. Certainly well, the, 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 the totally biased uh, Spurs fan in me, the unrealistic Spurs fan in me, would say uh, Kane's goal should have stood. Uh <laughs> I shouldn't have had a free kick against him, so we, we drew the match one all. And if we drawn one all, if we'd have drawn one all, as I say, this is my my bias, unrealistic view. Yeah. And if we'd have drawn one all, I'd have been quite pleased with that. Hmm. But we didn't. We didn't draw one all. And no matter what you think about Dyer's uh, foul or non-foul, the defending of that free kick was awful. Awful, absolutely. Awful. Yeah. You know, so you can't you can't one moment say, "Oh, that was never a foul," and then and then you, you know the free kick comes and they score. But, I read a statistic today. I think it might have been Ali Gold <laughs> said that the, remember the the, the, the human song goal against Chelsea at Wembley, that absolutely magical mm. goal. That's the first, that's the last time a Spurs player has scored against Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, Rudiger got oh, an own goal. Yeah, there was, a, it was an off, there was oh. a, an own goal in one of the games, but that's the last time a Spurs Jesus. player has scored against what, Chelsea. The, the one where he ran David Luiz. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was twenty eighteen, wasn't it? I was in Vegas. Twenty eighteen. There's another another oh, another fact that came out today about the Chelsea hoodoo, but it's it's an object away record at traditional top six in the Premier League era. One mm. win at Chelsea, two at Arsenal, two at Liverpool, three at Man City after the, the takeover in 08-09, and four at Man United. That's twelve wins in 131 games. Jesus fuck! That is. As if I couldn't be more depressed. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> yeah, and this is what, uh, what I was saying, talking to you earlier. Uh, this clock. the messaging. I woke up this morning and mm. it's like, yeah, let's be truthful about this. This team is not good enough. 
Mm. We're not good enough to play against Chelsea, to beat Chelsea. Chelsea are miles above us. We're not good enough. <coughs> We've got can, I, yeah. Brian, can, I just, can I just, uh, just sorry, Brian, I really, I just, go, I just want to say, who's the common denominator? I'm sure we get onto that. I'm sure we get onto that. I know it's exactly that. It should be very good. <laughs> but we have players now. I like Hoiberg, but he's a decent player. But he's 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 not good enough if we want to be challenging for titles. And I'm probably agreeing with uh, Alex Alex THFC about this. He 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 said this months ago that Hoiberg wasn't good enough. Uh, Winks is not good enough. Now I won't. I won't comment on Skip because Skip's only just started his, his Tottenham career. He's 20. I reckon he's going to be a good player. So I, I'm leaving him out of that equation. But these players are not good enough. Now, we get out-muscled by Chelsea when we go there. You know, the players they've got, Ikova, Jog, Jog, whatever his name is, Kovovic and those sort of players. So maybe that was why, tactically, we had... Well, I thought they was going to go with the same midfield that played against Leicester. Yeah. That's quite defensive. But I thought, well, it'll be combative against the Chelsea midfield. And then maybe you can yeah. rely on Kane and, and Bergwin, you know, doing doing your runs and that. But we didn't go with that. But, uh, you know, Harry Winks has been playing well. Again, was found wanting. You know, the players we had in, these, in this big game mm. weren't good enough. Now, we're all talking about, oh, we got games in hand, we got games in hand. Okay, look at it this way. We've got to go to Anfield. We've got to go to the Etihad. Does anyone in their right mind think we're going to get anything at those two grounds? Because I no, certainly don't think we will. I think we're going to lose both of those games. I can't see us getting anything from those games. So there's there's two year games. That brings us level with Man United. So that means Man United are two points clear of us. Yeah, but they're not the two games. They're not the games in hand. The game no, no, no. But I'm saying, no, is but I'm saying if you win them, yeah. because we've lost to Chelsea, yeah. we can potentially yeah. all yeah. okay. yeah. so be just trying to carte blanche. Yeah, other clubs will have to go there as well, you know. That leaves you eight games or whatever it was, no, 16 games to to gain two points on Man United. And I think Arsenal, if we were levelled it out with those losing those two games, we would be three points behind Arsenal. And I think West Ham, we've got the game to hand on them. I think West Ham probably aren't in the equation. But that's what I'm saying. You've got to look at the rest of this season. I am anyway. And this is what I thought this morning. Um, You've got to look at the rest of this season and think. That two of the games we've got to play, we're going to lose. We're not getting any points. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, I thought we could win yesterday. Now, you know, I'm not for one second saying that we're a better team than Chelsea. But, you know, giant killings happen in the FA Cup all the time. You know, Brighton, who would have ever thought they'd be up there where they are with the teams that they're in the Premier League? So I thought we could win. Now, that does not mean that I think these players are good enough to mount a challenge against Chelsea and everything like that. But... I, I thought the Leicester game, the way we won the Leicester game, would have uh, buoyed them up a little bit. But we obviously need some players out, some players in, and we'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought we could win well, the way that we played against Liverpool. I would imagine Klopp will play employ the same tactics. Everyone bombing forward, whether we'll leave two at the back, I'm not sure he'll do that. But I think we'll get chances. Will we win? It's not stacked in our favour, but I'd never say never. You know, I'm the eternal optimist, which when we lose, like like yesterday, is an even bigger kick in the teeth. Uh, but you know, um, at one nil, at one nil, I thought that well, who knows? Maybe we might get a bit of luck and, and get an equaliser. Yeah. But, you know, in, terms, in terms of luck, Brian, we'll get on with him and VAR. Uh, I mean, I, I, I thought, I, I thought, you know. Harry Kane's offside against Southampton. Cavani is in exactly the same position. He's given onside. So either Kane's goal was offside and so is Cavani's or Kane's goal was offside and so is Cavani. Yeah. Now, 
it was onside because his hand and Cavani's hand was offside. So therefore, none of them are offside. But one gets given, one doesn't. Earlier in the day, Jota knocks the ball out of play, looks at the goalkeeper, runs into him, goes down. It's a penalty. Yeah. And then Thiago Silva, whether Kane needed to touch him, Gary Neville in commentary said uh, he was just using it to stop him barging into him and knocking him off his feet whether he needed to or not, but he obviously went down and the goal was disallowed. Uh, then you've got idiots like Jamie Redknapp phrasing Thiago Silva and then moaning the next week about simulation. Boy Keane mm-hmm. moaning about uh, how he, you know, it was the right call and then, you know, telling Gary Neville uh, years before you're too soft. Uh, I, I think even my Man United friend Ben, who, who seems to have a real agenda and hates Kane, said it should have been a goal. So I, I don't think anyone can really say it wasn't a goal. They had a Chelsea guy in the studio, Jamie Bednapp and Boy Keane, who hates Spurs. Uh, but I mean, that goes in. It could be a different game. I'm not saying it would have been, but obviously we go in <coughs> half 1 0 up. The, the tactics are working. The, the, the obvious downside of those tactics is if you go 1 0 down, it's very difficult to turn yourself from a really mm-hmm. negative team into a positive team when the other team are positive. Mm-hmm. But and yeah, I thought Dyer's one was a foul. I, I, yeah, I it wasn't like that. he's completely taken his legs out. Yeah, but, I think he did there was a, behind it, but yeah, Chelsea. There was yeah, another, there was another but, instance. There was another instance where the referee didn't yeah. give a foul, and it's exactly the same as Dyer's. Yeah, well, uh, you, you yeah. can argue that with a Cavani goal and Kane's goal against Southampton. There's inconsistencies everywhere. But I mean, Brian, what did you make of the decisions? Yeah, the VAR in the league this season, the Kane goal and the Dyer challenge. But first of all, when it comes to, I just want to go back to the starting lineup for a minute. Well, it showed how ravished we are, whether it's injuries, depletion, lack of investment, the squads, whatever. When you had Harvey White and Dane Scarlett on the bench, you may as well have just had two empty seats because they were never, ever, ever coming off. That was just filler to to, to make it as a full bench. That they they were never in a month of Sundays. Coming on, Harvey White, possibly, 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 for, for midfield assurances and set pieces. Dane Scarlett, not a chance. Um, VAR is now pathetic, and it's not it's not the technology; it's the people behind it. Absolutely. I have the strong, strong opinion now that you need ex-professionals in there with them. It's come to the point where there should be an ex-professional, obviously not someone who's represented either team, to say, "Whoa, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute." As a player, this is like. Because that decision was disgusting. Now, I, I've even had on, when I was on We Are Tottenham TV, where we did Tottenham Tour yesterday, and I've seen it on other, other shows, other fans of channels were coming in and even saying, I don't support Spurs, but that was a god. Hmm. And when you see other fans saying it from other teams, even from our rivals, you know something's, something's dodgy. And it's got to the part, there's been a big joke on Twitter, and I think Ian tweeted it as well, where it says, uh, VAR check what badge or something. Yeah. something <laughs> Checking club badge. And yeah, it, 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 that's what it's become. It's, it's, not the te- it's not the technology. The technology works. We saw how wonderfully it was used in the Euros. In the Euros, it was simply, there's no long decisions. The referee, it worked in absolute unity. I mean, we go back to it now on the Harry Kane offside against Southampton and then the Matt Doherty goal that the goalkeeper messed up. And the, the referee didn't see that the referee blew, mm. even though it was a goal. They can't check. There are so many rules as into when you can check it. No, you can't check it. Yeah, but you, the referee blew this, or the referee jumped on his left foot when he blew the whistle, so he can't do that. Or he used his right. It, it's, it's getting ridiculous now. I don't think the players know what's going on. Mm. And quite frankly, I think the officials now, for a long time, 
they're too scared to make a decision. They're just waiting for VAR to say something or do something. They said, oh, I think you better go and look at this. And he went and looked at the screen and still gave the penalty. VAR was brought in to because referees make mistakes. Referees are making mistakes now. VAR isn't doing his job and overturning it. But I did see something on Twitter today. I do have to say this in, in like the, the opposite side. People saying Spurs always get the dodgy deals of VARs. Those people are obviously forgetting Kane should have been sent off on a three-game ban against Liverpool and got away with that one. So oh, yeah. it, it, it happens to every team. Well. Every team will get their dodgy decisions. Every team will get their good decisions. But I do have to say that. Because, but even though Kane should have had a goal against Southampton and Chelsea, he should have also been sent off. So it, oh, yeah, it doesn't go we'll, against you. We're, we're with the Chelsea game as well, going half-time at 1-0, it would have made a huge difference. Because then the team that we actually had out with four wing-backs that we just discussed <laughs> and being ultra-defensive would have had something to cling on to. That's where this formation that we started with would have hugely benefited in Tottenham because we were going ultra-defensive. We had defensive players there and it would have been something to cling on to. When we had to go and chase the game or go and get the game to get the lead, the formation of the players, the personnel on the pitch, through whatever means, weren't there to attack, weren't there to go for the jugular. They were there to try and counter-attack, get a smash and grab and hold and hold and hold and hold. And then, obviously, if we'd got it 1-0 with that goal that should have stood, that complex of that game could have changed dramatically and that team could have come out and sat in and done what they wanted to. But, obviously, mm-hmm. just going on to... I mean, ZH's goal, I mean... One thing you know, it's like... When we had, when, when we had the, the, the honour and privilege of seeing David Beckham in his prime in the Premier League, every single player... Every single fan, every single commentator knew, do not let him cut in on his right foot. Do not give him time on his right foot. And with Ziyech, it's exactly the same, but on his left foot. And we saw it a couple of years ago at Ajax. Whenever he hit the post twice, he was... And what do we do? We get the ball out left. It's like, oh, no, no, take your time. Do you want want the the top corner here? Let me just move out the way a bit and give you a... It's like there were fanboys watching him. They, they literally, it's like, that was rookie. Even though we had an ultra-defensive team, don't put your body on the line. Mm. Lunge in, do whatever you've got to do. Just don't give him a clean uh, sight on goal on ZH's left foot. On his right foot, do what you want. Yeah. And we just, it's rookie mistakes. It's rookie mentality mistakes. You switch off for a second in this league, you get punished. And it's what happened, but... but Silver obviously goes and gets the second goal, um, but yeah, Kane was very, very, very unlucky once again. Yeah, I mean, uh, Scott M said here, uh, 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 Adam, don't think it was a foul talking about uh, Dyers here, but close enough that I don't think it was an awful call yeah. either. I mean, what did you make of that? I thought it was a rash decision, and I thought he clipped his leg uh, at one of the angles. Not not like a complete takeout, which was, well, that's obviously a card and, and a foul, but what, what did you make of that? I mean, Silva went down way too easily, and it was just so obvious it was on purpose. Like, he, I mean, he's done this. He has been doing this. He's played in all the other top leagues, leagues like in Europe. Like, so he knew exactly what he was doing. Like, you know, one thing that annoyed me, I saw people like, or even heard people saying that they would give him an Oscar for for that. I was like, <laughs> oh, I give him a bloody Razzie. That was some of the worst acting I've seen in my life because it was so <laughs> obvious he was diving. But um, yeah, no, I don't think it should have been a foul. I think the goal should have stood. 
but maybe that's just me being biased. Like, but I mean, Kane didn't touch him that 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 much. I thought like it was more like a tap on the back, mm-hmm. it was an actual push. Had it been an actual push, I would have said fair enough. Like you know. Or, you know, like, you know, that's a foul. But, like, it wasn't something that ha- that Ryan here, how are you doing? Why was Silver not booked for his celebration? I, I don't know what his celebration was. I was too busy thumping the sofa, so I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you and all of us, Scott, yeah. You and all of us, man. Yeah, yeah you and all of us. Uh, oh, and Scott, Scott uh, is actually talking about Kane's uh, foul. Dyer's yeah. a foul. Kane's won. This is modern football now. Modern football, you can have a goal disallowed for having a, a toenail offside. You can have a goal disallowed because you just hit someone with your finger and he's fallen over. This yeah. is modern football now. This is why it's ruining the game because you're you're taking out all of these goals. There's no goals from corners anymore because people well, get pushed yeah. all the time. The thing about, the no thing goals from corners anymore because people are going to be pushed all over the place. But The other thing is, is, is that you can imagine how that would affect Tottenham in the dressing room. Because they'll be thinking, well, even if even when we do score against Chelsea, it's ruled out. It's ruled out. Yes, that, that's where <laughs> mentality comes in that you've got to get angry about that and go, well, we will fucking score. We'll we'll score exactly not, he doesn't yeah. take out. We won't sit down mm. and sulk. We will yeah. go and fucking score. And the white mentality. He ran into the crowd to celebrate, mm. but Bergwijn did that against oh. Leicester. Didn't get booked. So. Um, I think he might. I think he might have actually got in the crowd where Bergwijn was sort of in front of the Bergwijn was really lucky. If he hadn't been pulled back, it was a second yeah, yellow, and he yeah. wouldn't have been. So Bergwijn was pretty lucky, um, yeah. having already mm-hmm. had a yellow card. I can understand any player wanting right. to jump into the crowd when they've, you know, just scored two in. Skip, Skip, virtually rugby tackled. Silver in, in the box and nothing was given. You know, yeah, there's well, on the other side. But then yeah. that crowd ball getting booked for taking a shirt off or whatever is ridiculous, you know. Unless you're oh. doing an ad by all running all the way to the other end to celebrate in front of the opposition fans yeah. to wind them up. You jump in with your own fans, mm. they're not gonna be offended by you scoring, but yeah. Uh but yeah, Ryan said Doherty pulled uh Bergwine back. I thought it was a long yeah. back, but some was Heiberg. Yeah, I guess one yeah. was Heiberg. Yeah. Can I, well, can I come we'll in on... Say, what we'll say, Adam, is a Spurs player pulled him back. We'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Chris, Chris, can I come in on the decisions yesterday? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, uh, just I, I'm an ex-referee, so I, I sort of try and look at it from both both points of view. Um, I was going to VAR with me. Well, I think, I mean, first of all, you say we were robbed by VAR. I think that we need to be clear on this, that the referee gave the foul. So the only question there was... And, and I'm going to go back to the Liverpool game in a minute. Was there a clear and obvious error by Paul Tierney for the uh, VAR official to turn around and say, you need to have a look at this because you, you've made a clear and obvious yeah. error? I'm basically with Scott on this. <laughs> that I think, I think it was within, within a margin of error for the referee. I think Silver did dive... But there was there was you know um, there was contact on the back, and I can understand why the referee gave it, and I can also understand why VAR chose not to interfere. Similarly, with the foul by Doherty on uh, um, was it on Hudson Odoi the where he that's mm, I, I thought it was off. I thought it was off. It's a red card. Yeah. It's a red card. It's yeah. It, it yeah. probably wasn't, and I'll tell you why. I, I said when I was on New Asian TV uh, yesterday, it was an orange card. 
<laughs> it was an orange. It was one of those that was. It was. It was certainly a yellow. It was marginally close to being a, um, a red, but it wasn't because his feet weren't above, off the ground, um, et cetera, et cetera, that it was within a margin of error for the referee in the same way as the Kane one was, which is why I think VAR chose not to interfere. Mm. And Doherty, of course, didn't get, um, didn't get a yellow card because the, the VAR doesn't empower the VAR official to tell the referee to reverse the decision and give a free kick and give uh, and mm. give a yellow card. And the match restarted with a throw in. It did actually, yeah. the yeah. original yeah. decision yeah. that the referee made. Uh, Scott's view, so um, no, no, he could have done. Yeah. So, so that's where it comes to. Go, and this is where I think the quality, and I think. Brian again makes a really interesting point about having ex-pros. There's always been talk about having ex-pros as referees, and they keep trying it, or they used to. Probably they make too much money now to want to, to want to become referees, but they don't make it because they might get the game, but they don't really understand the laws and their man management skills, which is necessary to be a to be a decent referee, aren't good enough either. But with something like that, where you can explain, look. The players clearly throwed himself or what have you. That would really work. Now, you go back to the, the Jotter incident. I'm going, that's never a foul. And this, this again, it has to be a clear and obvious obvious error. Clear and clear and obvious error is irrelevant now because when a, goal, when a referee gives Kane's goal against Southampton and he's offside by a toenail, that's not clear yeah. and obvious. No. So clear and obvious with offside is completely irrelevant now because it doesn't exist. But this is this is part of the problem, isn't it? That, mm. that where you you're meant to have the lines, this is meant to be an objective measure. Whereas Don't get me whether, on the lines. Where, Don't get whether, me on the lines. Whether Jota was fouled <laughs> by the goalkeeper is a subjective is a subjective decision. That's a matter of opinion. And and my my point on this is they took two and three quarter minutes to decide that the referee how how can you look at it for two and three quarter minutes and say it's a clear and obvious error now to me the referee got it absolutely right and you can quite clearly see Jota, I'm, I'm doing this you can't see me on screen moved his right leg into the goalkeeper to go over so he looked at the goalkeeper first when he realized absolutely. the ball was that way and ran into him and then they he get never any basis for the VAR official to do anything other than what the, the VAR official did in the Spurs game was to say, there's no clear and obvious error, get on with the game. And this is the inconsistency that is driving people balmy because the officials aren't up to the job. There's too many officials that just aren't up to it. Mm. If, just going back to quickly, because I, you, I know you want to bring other people in, the 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 Man United goal, I have to say, I thought was a perfectly good goal. I watched that game oh, live. Yeah. And if you look at, is it Mitchell's, uh, the, the left back? Was it? Um, yeah. No, what's his name? The left back? No, not Mitchell. Yeah, I, can't, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um, his, you look at his feet. Um, mm. he, he, his feet are way nearer to that cut of the line than Cavani, mm. and then you're only looking at was he dipping? I have no problem with that goal being given. Yeah. Well, my, my issue is the inconsistency with the Kane one, both their arms were offside. Yeah, one gets given, one doesn't. Both are onside because their feet yeah. and what they scored uh, with are onside. Uh, that, well, that's, that's the inconsistency that we're talking about, and like Brian yeah. said. 
like you say, getting it. But then even when you get an ex-pro in, you know, Gary Neville said Kane's one was a goal. Roy Keane, yeah. you read that. Yeah. Hasselbank yeah. said it wasn't a goal. But at least you get like a, 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 a basis and an explanation based on someone who actually played and understands how the game yeah. was played. But, 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 uh, but again, it goes back, and I say, robbed by VAR. Without VAR, if there was no VAR, Paul Tin is given the free kick. It's a free kick. You can argue the toss all you want. Without VAR, that's a free yeah, kick. Yeah. It's not a goal. I mean, against Chelsea in the the, the game against uh, um, um, uh, the game against Chelsea in the second leg, without VAR, we get two penalties we should never have got. And an offside goal, so I you don't know, care. We've gone to penalty. We'd have gone through, yeah. We'd have, been through. We'd have been celebrating Wembley, and everyone would have said we want Enoch forever, you know. Let's talk about a bit of comedy now. I'm assuming this is going to be a bit of comedy for people. Brad's kind of already answered this, so I'll come to you last. Uh, Brian, <laughs> top four hopes are there still any? Personally, I think there are because of the game's hand, and there's a lot of football to be played yet. Mathematically, it's possible. We still don't know what will happen in the next seven days. We'll come to transfers in a bit. But, you know, if we've got some extra players in, I think top is really hard making. I'm not even laughing at transfers. I'm laughing at top four hopes. Yeah, but yeah. I'm laughing at top four hopes because I'm, 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 I'm going to throw out, let's say we get a Dharma. Let's just say we get a Dharma. And let's just say it's the only bit of business. I'm not even throwing this at the board. I'm not even. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. What you're relying on, he's got eleven players that he thinks he can rely on. What you're technically relying on is all eleven players staying 100% fit, 100% playable, and 100% on their game for every single game we have done. It doesn't matter if you're Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Manchester City, Liverpool. Uh, um, Juventus, it's impossible. It's impossible. For the position we're in, all right, if your Man City and got like a 14-point lead, then yeah, you may be able to chop and change. There is no chance with the team as it is that can do it. They're, they're, and you, don't get me wrong, mathematically, it's, it's possible, but I'm still, with the games that we've got in hand, what is it? Three. If you, if you gave me six... On Chelsea... Okay, <laughs> so let's, let's go on the four on Chelsea. If you were to give me seven or more points, seven minimum, I'd bite your hand off for it right now. Right now, because I'd rather the points on the board than, oh, potentially 12 points. There is no way, with the games coming in, listen, again, we, we go on about it with Spurs. One thing we're missing, we haven't got that killer mentality. Fact. Mm -hmm. Manchester United... All right, they're not doing well right now. They're not on fire. You look at their squad and the winners and the serial winners they've got in their squad. Mm. If they if if they all get their ducks in a, in, a, in a row and switch on, their mentality of winners will get the job done. Um, West Ham, obviously, they go hot and cold. I'm not even going to bring the filth into this. Um, but I just, it, it, to me... Uh, don't get me wrong, if we sign, if if health freezes over and I'm proven wrong and we get three top, top and when I say top, I don't mean fucking messy, I mean people like Vlahovic, people of, of Premier League experience, people that you'd say, yeah, do you know what, that's 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 quality, then yeah, it's doable. It's doable. But right now, 
with just the Dharma. And let's face it, the only one that looks concrete that we could talk about, because we think we're pushing again today, as, as I tweeted, the, the, the catchphrase of the day for a Dharma is we're pushing. And I've said we don't need a, we don't need a director of football or a scouting network. We need a midwife and a labour ward at Tottenham Hospital away because all we seem to be doing is pushing. Um, <laughs> let, 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 let's face it. Let's face it. We can all agree that right now the only one we think that's concrete that's going to go over the line is Adama. Does Adama mean top four? He's not saying like when we signed a Van der Vaart, you're like, yeah, do you know what? That dude. We'll do it. Adama can come in and do a job. And the one thing he will do, guaranteed, is he will cause panic in other defences. He will attract people to him in free space. But his problem is, can he find the people in space? Will he release the ball? Will he? And I just think with him being the only one coming in, it's not doable. I think we might push for it. I think we might make a solid push. I just don't think we'll get it over the line. No, and uh, we've we got a comment from Scott Adam. Uh, we don't have a top four level squad, so top four relies on bringing in good players and or other teams having injuries. So, uh, yeah, be, being in the top four base is completely different to getting fourth. Uh, we're definitely in a top four base, certainly in my book anyway, and I, I don't think it's beyond the realm's possibility, but we do need, like Brian said, we, like we've seen with Murrow and uh, other and Morecambe as well, uh, he knows who he can trust now. It's probably 11, 12, 13 maybe players. So we haven't got Europe to play, but we still can't last with just those 11, 12 players. Uh, <coughs> but it's our, it's, our big, it's our big game mentality, Chris, as well, which we haven't got. No. Yeah, we yeah. can go to Old Trafford. We ought to go to yeah, Anfield. We've got to go, go to... It would be nice to have some players, though. So you back me up. Um, Adam, uh, top four... Doable, uh, likely, unlikely, impossible. Uh, where do you sit on it? It's just in the unlikely category, but still, like you know, um, five, six, seven percent possible, I suppose, at this point. I mean, that's not a lot, but like, I mean, it doesn't mean I don't think that it's completely impossible. Um, I definitely think we have the squad to finish top six, and definitely because of the manager, mostly. Mm. I mean, Conte, he can, he's already he's worked in some of those players, we've seen the likes of Davis. Winks, even like recently, Matt Doherty of all people, people start to come on good. Like, uh, well, I mean, mm. in okay, good is a strong word in some of their cases, but like, yeah, better than their standards. Like, even though to be honest, on the flip side, of that you could argue that they couldn't have gotten much worse. But like, um, I think we can definitely, definitely finish top six. That's more than doable. But we need reinforcements. We need quality players. We don't need quantity of players. I think we just need quality of players. Even though I would love to see our depth our depth problem or you know our lack of depth problem like you know sorted out but um at the same time i'd love to finish top four because like we haven't done it now in a few seasons even so if we bring in the likes of maybe a kessie of lehevich which i don't think we will now at this point yeah. then yeah yeah we can definitely finish top four but like so far we're only getting one player and that deal isn't done yet and there's exactly mm -hmm. seven days to go in the window like why are they taking so long with one player never mind three <laughs> yeah, we'll come on to transfers and that in, in a bit. Obviously, that get it done early, you know. But Ian, one of my friends, a Ben United fan, thinks we're favourites for uh, top four. He, he said that after the Leicester game. He said that after the Leicester game. Yeah. Whether, whether he thinks uh, we are now, I'm not sure. I haven't spoken to him, but you know, uh, I, I, I think just... West Ham will be thinking that they're not favourites. Leicester, who still aren't out of it, won't be thinking they're favourites. No. You know. 
And, and obviously, yep. we're, we're, we're 12 points in hand, but 11 behind Chelsea, so we could catch them. Getting 12 points out of yeah. four games in hand, very, very, very unlikely. Not un- yep. impossible, very unlikely. But where do you sit on the top four? Uh, yeah, mm. I, I, I don't see Chelsea as being realistic. I think if we no. don't... And this is, this is where we're all fickle and... You know, and to some extent, you know, one good result and back you're you know, you're back on the 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 the, the treadmill again. If we'd have won yesterday, Kane's yeah, goals hands held out. We're suddenly five points behind them with what well, we got four games in hand. It's Chelsea, it's, a, it's yeah. a third place. It's a it's a completely different scenario. Um I think a lot is gonna depend on what happens in the next uh, seven days. Um mm. uh, I know there's some people losing losing patience. Uh, Brian in particular. Um, I'm, seven hours, let, seven let, days, and two hours exactly. Exactly. I, 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 I'm nervous. I, I'm nervous because the prospect of not getting the players in that we need. Um, but, you know, I mean, there's talk, still talk about Tanganga going. There's talk about yeah. Bergwijn going. Yeah, there's Delhi on loan to despite that, Delhi. Delhi, Lacelso, and Ndombele, you know, that's five players with a fair number of international caps between them as well. Is I mean, if they're going, you know, there has to be there has to be at least three, if not, you know, one replacement for each of them. So um I, I still think I still think there's a lot of business that's going to be done. I'm not quibbling that it that stuff should have been done. And the Traore thing's been going on from the summer. This should have been done. This should have been done the day the window opened. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. but it's it's just the Tottenham way, and it frustrates the hell out of all of us wherever wherever we sit on the you know the Levy Enoch debate. This um, lastminute.com is just un- singularly unhelpful. But I think mm-hmm. it's still very much on. Um, mm-hmm. I think Man United have someone who's positive like me. Come on, Man, Man, Man United have got problems. <laughs> I think they I think they've got problems in the fact that. Who do they play? You know, what is their best formation? Does Ronaldo actually uh, help them or does he hinder them? Do they play Cavani as well as Ronaldo? Um, They've got good players, but I don't think they've got great... I don't think they've got particularly great defenders. Um, I think their attackers are good, but they seem to um, get in each other's way as much as that. I think think, um, Arsenal are mentally weak. and I think that West Ham are doing the usual West Ham. They haven't got last year. They were in a wobble, and they got in Lingard, and that seemed to to give mm. them a, a big a big impetus. I don't th- not sure that that lightning's going to strike twice. I think it's be- honestly, I think it's between us and United, and I think we're capable of doing them. And you've still got that Conti factor. So I, I actually have a thinking as well. I'm actually scared because I think, and they're the power, they have the power resources to do it. Yeah. I think Manchester United may be the one that put a rabbit out of the hat on deadline day, mm. like they did when they signed the. Um, oh, what was the name of the the striker they signed a few years ago? The one who used to play at Monaco, Falco. Mm. Not, not yeah. that, I mean, when they pulled a blockbuster, if anyone's got a rabbit out of the hat that they can pull and attract someone very quickly, I, it, I, if it's them, and I worry that they might get a midfielder. I'm really, and if they get a holding midfielder that could actually do a job better than Fred McTominay, then the whole game could change. And yeah. we all know Manchester United have the power, resources and the pull. And on transfer deadline day, they won't mess about with wages. They'll just go right thumb by. Yeah. And it worries me. Brian, how happy do you think their camp is? 
because I'm not with Pogba and you know they bought God the the what what do you call the the, the winger guy they bought from Germany that's not oh Sancho. Um, Oh, Sancho. 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 Yeah. He's the one who plays for Arsenal. Oh, Saka. Um, Sancho. <laughs> I mean, the, the, I still think there's prob some problems behind the scene there. Having a temporary manager here today, gone tomorrow. I don't think that's ever, ever. Yeah, he's moving upstairs, though, isn't he? Hmm? So he's apparently he's going to be moving upstairs if he yeah. if he doesn't take it. I mean, like I, 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 said, I, I told by my man United fan Ben. 13 players, I think it was. It might have been 11. One out because they don't like him. And the, the problem that you get, I agree with him, with a, an interim manager is the players who aren't playing, who will have to come in at some point because you get injury suspensions, like, why am I playing for him? He's not here in four months. I'll just play for the of next course. Match. Of course. Yeah. That's the I, issue that you get with that. But I, I agree you with you as well that if Manchester, Manchester United are the biggest club in the world, if they want someone, they can probably get, get it. They yeah, don't have you'll get it. Rugby, you've got to remember, has has very very big resources he can pull on from his past. He he he's a he may be a temporary, but the resources that he has at his disposal, the names that he can pull out that he has worked with or or dealt with, he could pull a rabbit out of the hat. And it just like we keep saying that one person with that mentality or that one holding midfielder <laughs> that could come in that we've been saying that is the the unbalance in their squad. If there's one person there. And again, let's say we're going for it. Let's just say we make a last-minute push for Vlahovic. Okay, just I'm just picking Vlahovic as an example. And Manchester United pick a, a midfielder of that elk. And when I say that elk, I mean of that quality of that class. And it's on deadline day. Who do you think's going to pull that? Who who who's more likely to pull that deal off on deadline day? It's Manchester United. I think it's that's United. a talking question, Brian. And, 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 and if they do that. Like they did with the Falco. Now, I'm not saying Falco was a great signing because he didn't work out, but potentially at the time, mm. top of his game, top, top, top of his game. Um, if Manchester United put a rabbit out of the hat and they've got the resources, like I said, they can even pull two rabbits out of the hat. That's the, that's the difference, and that's where I'm concerned. You're right with Pogba, you're right with everything else, but if Ragnarok can pull two rabbits out of the hat, that whole mentality changes. I mean, in terms of our Spurs top four hopes, <laughs> it's doable, highly unlikely, only a possibility because of Conte and Alan Harris. How are you doing, Alan? Uh, we haven't got the depth. We can't afford to pick up injuries at the moment. We might get Troy, who has a bad history of injuries. And that brings us on, uh, Brad, to Mr. Brian Daigle's second favourite uh, subject. Da, 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 the transfer window. Now... <laughs> Troy, I, I was watching Sky before I came on. They reckon Troy is close. We've been hearing that for about 15 years from various players. But um, I still think he'll turn, he'll come to us, whether it's a loan, whether it's 20 million, whether whatever it is, I think it's just dragged on too long. But I think that will probably be the only one. We're linked with an 18-year-old striker who we've got one. He's called Dane Scarlett. One for the future. Get a striker who can play now. Uh, and, yeah, I mean... Uh, Transfer window, talk to me about it. What are your views on this? Well, it's been good. That's me done. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, so, so, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm gonna have my stay on this, then I'm gonna go because literally I've come home or I've come back to spend some time with Kim, and all I've done is be on stream. So, uh, I'm gonna make sure I spend some time with Kim and I want to chill before I go protest tomorrow. Um, so yeah, listen, transfers here we go again. Listen, it's the same thing time after time after time after time after time. The worrying thing we're hearing is obviously we're trying to get rid of some creativity, but we might not resign creativity. 
Uh, and the biggest problem I have with this transfer window, once again, is we're trying to get players out before we bring players in. Mm. Now, now that never works in anybody. The, 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 surely you should strengthen your team and say, right, this player's in, now you can go. Mm. Not now you're going. Because what we've seen, and it's happened time and time again, the players go out and then you get silly buggers with the price. And he'll haggle and he'll duck and dive and then time runs out. Well, it's all well and good if you've done that at the beginning of the window. you got that time to duck and dive and see who's got <coughs> the biggest cock and see who can piss the highest or whatever. We've got, like I said, we're, 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 we're literally two hours away or one, not that I'm counting, one hour, 52 minutes away from a week. Um, and time is running out. And the, the fact that there's no real solid names, the fact that there's nothing to really sink our teeth into is highly concerning for me. And then you think about when he said Paratici is in charge of all footballing matters and everything. And here we are in the same state that we are every single window before Paratici. Um, it, 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 it's just very, very concerning. We are, we are Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Um, and we are going around once again. It's clear we need players. It's clear we need players. Now, I keep saying to people, I don't expect, when I say we need players, I don't want us to go spend 150 million for the sake of it. You look at Inter Milan, and Antonio Conte went to the board at some point during this window last year and said, I need someone that can play left wing back. Go get me Ashley Young. Go get me Ashley Young. And it wasn't, oh no, we've got no resale value for him, or oh no, what we do. Okay, you say you want this, you're the manager. Bang. There's Ashley Young. Hmm. I'm not just saying that's the whole reason, they, but they back the manager. And I don't want us to go out and do what we do and say, I want this player and then find an alternative. If Conte says he wants this person, I don't even care. Right now, if Tottenham came out and Antonio Conte said in a press conference, I want Ashley Barnes from Bol uh, Burnley. If I hear those words come out of Antonio Conte's mouth, I want Ashley Barnes. <coughs> I want Ashley Barnes because that's what Conte has said. There is no point in having a manager and not, why, why pay him? Why, why is Paratici there if he's not... I, the whole chaos around this, again, just drives me... But I, I don't know if people know, but it's been driving me ever so slightly deranged and ever so slightly <laughs> crazy. I mean... Has this... Because I'm yeah, looking uh, at yeah. if you want. Slightly is uh, Mahusiv. So just, just a slightly, um, I'm about to check myself back into the mental health unit is what it's doing oh, to no. me. Um, yeah. Um, no, I'm joking. It's I, only I, football, Brian. Remember, it's I, only I, 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 Actually, talking of mental health, I will say, uh, before I talk about trousers, Tottenham, Tottenham on tour will hopefully be doing their mental health show on February the 3rd, on Thursday, February the 3rd. And as we said, every single super chat that goes towards it will be going to a mental health charity here in England and a mental health charity back in Toronto. Every single penny of that, minus obviously what YouTube takes, because they take uh, 30%, so 70% of what we do, uh, will be going to mental health charities. Uh, but back to transfers. Um, listen, it, it, it's. I, I will tell you now what will happen. We will make a last-minute bid for someone like a Vlahovic, and I mean final minute, just to make it look like we're going to go for someone. And look, oh, we tried, we tried, we tried. And then some, and somehow it'll fall through. You'll be like, oh, well, at least you tried. No, no, no. This is... I mean, Ian, you'll remember this. When we went out 4-0 to Fulham in the FA Cup 
a good few years ago. Now I'm talking mm. Berbatov era. Remember that? It was the day before transfer deadline day. Brad, you'll remember this. Yeah. We put in a bit for Giuseppe Rossi, Sergio Aguero, Andy Carroll, and I can't remember the other striker. Every single one of them way below value. But we looked like we tried. Look, we're making a... Listen, we, we, we definitely... What, what, what you've got to remember as well with this transfer window is this transfer window should have been to show Kane we mean business. Because at the end of this window, in the summer, in the summer, Harry Kane... All right, we got Conte, which was a big play. A big, 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 big play. Don't get me wrong. Um, but do you think if Harry Kane waits for the summer with no, like we don't invest this winter, and Daniel Levy says those words, don't worry, we're going to do it this year or this mm -hmm. summer, do you think Harry Kane's going to believe him? <coughs> you don't think Harry Kane, when he's said staying at Spurs at the start of the window, there probably wasn't a gentleman's agreement, but a written down gentleman's agreement to say, right, do it this year. Or, or else, we're opening up a huge can of worms. We are literally playing with fire because if we don't back them, does Conte walk in the summer? I, I, I've seen something saying that it's in the not in the offing, but there's talk of it in February. I personally don't believe it. I personally think if he doesn't get back in the summer within the first part, ta-da, see you later, goodbye. Um, but the rumour mills have started talking, which is obvious now. And do I believe there's no smoke without fire? No, I don't. I do think there's like, because it's now coming out, Ali Gold's even reported saying that Conte's told him what he wants, and it's out of Ali Gold's mouth, but he's favouring towards Paratici and his targets. <coughs> and it's like, what the hell is going on in this club? Yeah, you don't employ someone like a Conte if you're not going to take his... Um, well, it's not even that. You look at it... Seriously, but... I, 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 use this, I use this one every single time. Virgil van Dijk, when, when Liverpool went from in the summer, in the summer, Southampton kept saying, no, 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 like we did with Modric, with Chelsea. And then Liverpool said, listen, the window's running out. Do you want me to go get you another central defender? And he went, no, on van Dijk. Didn't get him in the summer. New Year's Eve, before the window opened, on the phone Southampton, how much for van Dijk? 75 million. Here's 75 million. New Year's Day, he was at Anfield holding the shirt. Couldn't play because he didn't sign in time. Done. That's what we need to do now. The, the, the time's run out for the uh, for the market out, but they backed the manager. They listened to the manager. Mm. I don't see the point. We've had four previous football directors under Levy and four that have left because of Levy. And here we go in number five. Listen, the sum up with the transfers, I think Adama's a done deal, or not a done deal, but I think it will, if I, we will finally basically we'll finally give birth and the midwife can go away because we've done all the pushing we can. Um, and I think it will get done and I think it will get done this week. I think I'll see you at the training ground one of the days that I'm there this week. But people have got to remember, if Adama Traore comes in and we're protesting, we're protesting not because everyone will go, oh, look, we got Adama now. Stop That's not the quality we need. And it's not the only one we need. And we just can't keep doing this as a club. We can't keep doing it. This doesn't work. This model of... We, we, we could have had Fernandez, but obviously we had to get rid of Ericsson before we could get for some reason. Rather than strengthen your team and then get Ericsson out the door, we can't keep doing this. We can't keep... He can't keep hoping... If, if he only hopes for Europa League or Conference League, carry on with this model. Because we'll do it. But if you really want to aim for the top, 
and you really want Champions League money, you have to stop this and start investing in players that will get you there. And I don't think it's going to happen this window. I really, really don't. But um, I'm going to go spend some time with Kim. And just quickly um, before you go, Ryan's asked with your uh, mental health show, uh, can you set up a donation link by PayPal so YouTube, YouTube don't get anything? So one of the things we're thinking of doing, so I spoke to, I can't remember who it was, I think it was Kiriakou, and I've got to talk to Adam and Brian and, and Danny about it. Maybe we, we might even do like a Just Giving or or what we did for Bob. Was it Just Giving, what, what we did for Bob's dad? Just Giving, or GoFundMe, GoFundMe. Yeah. We might do a GoFundMe or, or something that doesn't take a huge percent. PayPal is another option. PayPal is another option because then it's just, uh, uh, we need to talk about that. But obviously we, I mean, we were, I, I, I was, sorry, individually contemplating writing to youtube uh and i meant email not writing um to say listen we're doing a mental health show for charity can we not get charged but i said to myself joe you know if they come back to me and say no i might go nuclear and i don't need to to ruin our relationship with youtube and they so, probably would they probably would say no as well exactly exactly so uh ryan the, the just giving uh sorry the paypal idea is a wonderful idea maybe that's something we can look at at tottenham on tour uh, for doing, because I think that's actually uh, a very, very good idea. A very, very good idea, because then there's no one getting, uh, no one getting charged for it. So that's a wonderful idea. But listen, I'm gonna let you guys go. Um, I would give, I, I would say, uh, I'm gonna let Adam, our new uh, guy that's been hired for doing all the fucking fun. Are you putting all the pressure on me, Brian? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm gonna wake him up, even if I, even when I'm back in Canada and it's four o'clock in the morning and I'm on Will Stewart's show. <laughs> I'm going to have to phone Adam up and go, get yourself out of bed. My sleep is bad enough as it is. So all, 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 all I will say is we are now, we've got up 10. We, we are 40, 4 zero yes, away from 3,000. Mm. Yeah, get, get them up to 3,000, absolutely deserve We are on a huge push for 3,000. We have so many ideas of content coming up. Uh, the, the support we've had has been, actually, wait a minute, that's Adam's job. That's Adam Shaw. I'm going to leave it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it Thanks. with. Uh, I'm going to bow out the way I normally bow out, and let Adam bow out the normal way. So first of all, in pleasure, Brad, pleasure, Adam, pleasure, and we'll see you soon, Chris. Thank you for having me back on the channel. Always be here for you. You know, you know the love I have for you, and it goes very, very deep. Right back. And what also goes, uh, talking about what also goes deep. And as always, Levy. Thanks oh. <laughs> uh, so much, uh, and Adam. You're the sole representative now of Tottenham uh, Tour, uh, and therefore you are responsible for keeping Ryan posted. Ryan will pay the full amount that goes to charity. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, Brad. Uh, anything to add to the transfer? Uh, all I, well, yeah. All I will say is. is uh, uh, this transfer window, I know everyone goes on about January transfer windows being all the worst ones, blah, blah, blah. But it's really, really important because if you believe what you read and all the reports, the, the main activity is going to be going on in the summer with this club. If you, if you believe the press, it's going to be so difficult to attract decent players if we're not playing in the Champions League. Yeah. So that's why this window is really important. And I think... Yeah, Triari looks like that's going to happen, but we we need we do need two or three players, and that, that, that's why I say about my thing on getting in the top four. I think if we do get two or three decent players in, 
and I'm not talking about world stars, I'm talking about two or three decent players, then we have got a chance. But I really do worry about, obviously it's gone on for such a long time, you know, we're getting close to the, the window and it's up, up to our old <laughs> I don't like the way that it seems that Conte is sort of saying, oh, they just call me the coach. Mm. Because if you believe, oh, they give me the players and I coach them, with Conte, that's bollocks. I mean, this is a, this is the one of the best managers in world football. So you're going to, if he wants to play, you're going to say, oh, no, no, well, you do with, you know, you, you do your work with what we give you. It ain't going to happen, is it? It ain't going to work. Mm. So that's why this, this window, I think Troyori is a signing that if we'd have made, Two or three other really, really good signings, we wouldn't worry, but because it's our first one, we're all going, Oh, get him in the door, get him in the door. I do laugh at the fact that it looks like we're going to pay 20 million for him because last week it, it came out that we were offering 15, they wanted 25. And I made a, a like a, a comment on one of the WhatsApp groups, Well, that's easy, that's easy, fix just offer them 20, you know, meet in the middle, which it seems that they're actually going to do now. So, you think, well, why didn't you do that three or four days ago? So, yeah. But yeah, no, I think my, my only comments on that add on this window is I think it is a lot more important than I think we're actually giving it credit for because we do need these players. I do worry about our mentality. So we need some players in that haven't got a lot of baggage that a lot of our players have. We've got to go to Old Trafford. We've got to go to, uh, we've got to play Arsenal at home. These are big games. We can't afford to be losing those games. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think there will be, I'm not saying there's going to be a lot of activity on deadline day, but there'll certainly be, oh, Spurs are a bit this and Spurs are a bit down, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then we all know what happens. It never happens because the the, the, the window, we sit, sit here watching trends of deadline day and you suddenly look up and it's 5 to 11 and it's all gone. So, yeah, that's uh, my take on the trends of window for what it's worth. I mean, Adam, uh, I, I think Trialway will come in. It will obviously give us a lot of pace going forward if he stays fit. I mean, we, we don't have too much pace going forward, but... For me, we need a creative midfielder. We've been needing one ever since Ericsson went off the board and ever since Ericsson left, uh, and we don't seem to have one. Winks is... <laughs> we, the Havies are our best option at the moment. One isn't that good a passer, and the other means you lose your striker up the top of the pit. Uh, but, so, I think trial A will happen, whether it's the right choice, I don't know. But like um, Brian said, if, if Conte wants trial A, I want trial A. But uh, positions... What, what do you think we need to strengthen here? Really strengthen, I mean, to really get a grasp and, and a grip on top four. Creative midfield, definitely. Centre-back, I still think, needs some um, adjusting. I think it needs some improvement. But, and striker, just for like, because yeah. like, what striker do we have apart from Kane still? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember the days when, when we had like four and we had so many strikers mm-hmm. that we had to change around so much just so to like, you know, make them happy? Well. We had so many different, we had player yeah. A, B, C, D. Now we yeah. just, yeah. Just, just like, you know, pile all the pressure on Harry Kane. Yeah. But like those three areas are like the key areas where we need to improve. And also we need a backup goalie as well. I don't think enough people like, like you know, either remember this or focus too much on the outfield positions. Like, but when Lloris eventually goes, and I was so glad to see that he'd signed a two-year mm. contract, but I was more relieved of anything because who do we have? I mean, the, the other fella, he, he's just like, I don't know, an, an A-tech Joe Hart. Like, he's just like, <laughs> he's a version of him. I think that's the key of the two years. Everyone was expecting, excuse me, sorry, a one-year extension. I think the two-year extension is there because at some yeah. point in the next year, we will buy a, a goalkeeper who will be the number one, but he's not so. in straight from the cold. 
and go, yeah. right, we're feeling our lowest shoes. In the same way that Man United really struggled when Schmeichel left, I think yeah. it's right. You're, you're, you're pushing for number one with lobbies for these year and a half, whatever. In the same way that he was with Friedel, and then when Loris does hang up his boots, he's ready to just be the number one. I think that's what yeah. happened there. Whether we'll get another goalkeeper, who we'll get. Joe Hart, by the way, is absolutely tearing it up for Celtic at the moment. He's of playing course, yes. really well. Yeah, I, it's it's the Scottish League, don't it? I mean, I think I could probably yeah. do a good job up in Scotland. Well, you, well, you <laughs> don't think Scottish well, players yeah. can... We back players up can, uh, well, I mean, Ian, I, I, I thought when Conte took over, January wouldn't be massive, but summer would be massive. And, and we don't know what, what assurances were given to Conte. It looks frustrating, yeah. but we're, we've been losing to Chelsea three times in a row, so it could just be that. But I personally think he won't walk. But if we don't sign good and sign well and sign what he wants in the summer, I think that could be, well, I'm never going to get anywhere here, so I'll just go somewhere else. But uh, what do you think will happen with transfers? Uh, I think Trioway will come in this year. I think that will possibly be it, and there'll be a loan out or two between. With Delhi, I think, probably on loan. We need him out. But. I, I don't. I, I, and I don't see us getting rid of three players and not bringing anybody in. I, th I mm. actually think it's going to be a... Um, a really frantic last few days. Um, I'm, I can understand Brian's scepticism with, uh, oh, we'll say we went for this one, we'll say we went for that one. I, I Personally, I think we've got to a point where all of us are sick of, we nearly got, we nearly did, you know, I could have been a contender. I think we're all fed up with that. I think there has to be... Um, proper action now. I, I'm actually, actually one thing I do want to talk about in a minute is the this protest on on Monday because I think it could backfire really badly. Um, but Brian's not here, but um, maybe he'll watch this. And Adam, you, I think you're a, a fairly close classmate of of, of mm -hmm. Brian. <laughs> um, I wouldn't have taught myself being uh, a classmate, but anyway, <laughs> Traore will come. Um, I think Traore will come. We all know what we need. I mean, whether we buy a backup goalkeeper or not, um, Galini is not the answer. And this is a this is part of the problem. This is a, this is the man that um, Paratici brought. If I pronounce it right, Paratici's yeah. brought in. Um, he's never ever um, a goalkeeper of the standard. I mean, his positioning is awful. Um, he's way too deep in his goal, like a like an eleven year old. Um, he doesn't catch the ball particularly well. He doesn't sh stop that many shots. Um, you know, which I mean, all goalkeepers as a starting point are great shot stoppers. Um, yes, we need a we need another striker, a proper striker. Yes, we need a creative. We need someone who can bloody pass the ball. Um, or the Winks is a decent passer of the ball. He's not, you know, Ericsson class passer no. of the ball. Um, and if he's letting all the creativity go, the Undombele, the Delis and the Lacelsos, he has to have players in that are going to replace them. Um, absolutely has to. And this is, I may as well say this, because I think this is where I, I have a real worry about, about this protest on Monday, that uh, presumably you've all heard about it, that they're all going to be at the training ground. There's 500 Levy out T-shirts and what have you. Um, I can understand. I can see that playing really badly with supporters of a, a lot of other clubs and ours, but particularly other clubs of who are these self-entitled twats? You know, if you, let's look at other London clubs: Crystal Palace, 
Brentford, Watford, um, um, where are where else are we? Millwall, Charlton, etc. All these supporters that turn up week in, week out to football matches with no prospect of ever, you know, winning anything, let alone being in the Premier League. Um, or look at who who do they actually think they are? I, so I don't think that's a good look. The, the other thing is. I can see Monday being really busy. And I think the Levy Out campaign can do itself a lot of damage if they're all there with a Levy Out and Enoch Out and two or three half-decent players are coming through the door. Is so it Monday or the day door. after, though? Is it Monday hmm? or the day after? Is it Monday no, or the Monday. day after? Because the window... No, I read it was it was, uh, it was on Stelios. It's, it's Monday, and I'm presuming it's done because you mm. know full well that the Sky television cameras will be yeah, there yeah. and Sky report, and they'll be there from... I mean, I think the protest is 9 in the morning till 11 at night. So That's where they're there to any, get on camera. Points. And I just think that whole thing can backfire. The time for me for the Levy out is... If we, we get to the end of this 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 campaign and we haven't signed anybody, I think the pressure needs to come on. Or if 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 Conti walks, because for me it's game over if Conti goes. Oh God, yeah. This is the best chance we've mm. got of you know with I keep talking about the infrastructure in place, you know, with the stadium, the training ground, the events, the income, and the manager, a winning manager. And mm. if we can't keep him. For me, it's game over. But then there needs to be a coherent, cohesive plan to um, to try and remove through proper pressure the existing owners. Because it's no good saying Enoch Levy out. They have to be replaced. And it's not actually Levy. It's Enoch. Because I don't see any point in allowing Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Lewis to put in another stooge. He'll probably do the job less well than, than Levy's actually done it. So that's going to mean, and you'll see, um, on Monday, they'll all be there, but they'll have the replica kits and all that. If you're gonna, if you're gonna actually put pressure, proper pressure on on Enoch, it has to be boycotting of the shops, um, boycotting of the merchandising, boycotting of the club bars, the club restaurants, and boycotting the season tickets. That's the only way that you're gonna do it. Is putting the proper financial pressure, not the sitting problem. behind with a on on. Uh, Sky News with a placard, getting yourself on the television, looking looking totally self entitled, um, and particularly if 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 act, if some decent players do come through the door between now and then, it needs to be much better thought out, much more strategized than it is. I, I don't think I don't think the uh, not renewing your season ticket will have any effect because there's there's such a massive waiting list that there'll just be someone who'll, who'll take your place. What and, is and there now, Brad? Then you're just you're just you're just you're just buying your nose to spite your face, and I don't um, I don't think I don't think Brian would would want people to give up their season tickets either. No, uh, he said he said on the stream that he does not want last night on the our yeah. channel he does not want that to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. As for boy, as for boycotting the food and drink outlets, again, I'm I'm not so sure that will help. Uh, you've got sixty thousand people. Well, actually, not at the moment. You've got fifty thousand people in there. Are they really going to suffer that much if five or six hundred don't? Yeah, it's a million, a million pound revenue a game, Brad. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not so sure that you know. I don't think there'd be enough people. Mm. Uh, and I'm, I'm speaking from a speaking from a completely personal point of view. I, I 
I get there early <laughs> to leave late because I, I like to avoid all the crowded trains. I know I know people say you should oh, well, go and drink in a local pub. Well, the local pubs are normally rammed anyway. Yeah. Or it, or it might be too late, you know, yeah. so... I, I mean, I have to tell you, Brad, sorry, I know I'm interrupting you here, but I actually really enjoy the first time I went to the new stadium was Everton, last home game mm. of the season, 2019, before yeah. the Champions League final. The whole match day experience. We're both of a generation when mm. you went in, you know, 20 to, uh, 20 to 3. If there wasn't a too big a queue, you'd maybe get a cup of tea. Yeah. Maybe you yeah. Wouldn't. If you wanted a cup of tea at half time, you had to leave, you know, five minutes before half time and probably yeah. miss a goal and then everybody the bars were all shut and the tea rooms were all shut you crammed out the, the stadium yeah. like, you know like this and onto the onto you know onto the trade and what have you that was your experience now you can go you can get some half decent food at not bad prices get in there and pay, the place is mobbed you know an hour before kickoff yeah and then an hour after i be, being living in glasgow i catch up with some mates have a beer let the trains go you know let the queues for the yeah. trains but if you want Levy out, they have uh, and the and, and Enoch out, they have to be hurt in the pocket. That is the only way. Otherwise, to me, it's just a slogan. Yeah, and and Levy will not care. Levy yeah, will not care. Scott said about the uh, protests, I think they can be pretty confident there'll be no decent signings made on or before Monday. Jay Ashraf, how you doing, buddy? Galini ticks the levy boxes, cheap, shit and cheerful. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> Typical yeah. levy signing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there, there are still seven days. And I, I saw on Sky Sports before uh, before we came on, West Ham haven't signed anyone, but they've heard that Moyes has been told by their owners there's money available, which, if, if that is all true, why wasn't that done 20 odd days ago? Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm well, willing to wait seven days and then see what happens in seven days. If nothing yeah. has happened, then, then the uh, post mortem can begin on that one. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, like Ian says, if Conte walks because of lack of transfers, lack of promises, then I mean, it's uh, game over. Have, yeah, he, he's going to have pretty much the whole fan base turning on him uh, if they haven't already. And uh, I don't, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think what happens. I think yeah. one thing that's interesting is I noticed with the the streaming community, to me, is not reflective of the general support. I mean, I can tell you of my, and I've got obviously being a North London boy, a, a, a huge number of Spurs supporting friends who've been um, the Spurs supporters for 50 years and stuff. Then amongst none of them is there this groundswell of, we want Levy out. Not one of them. I think when you stream, you have to be, you, you can't, you, you can, but obviously Brian is and Stell is, I think uh, there's a few others, mm. but they're on streams where there's a few of them. So it's not just one person saying, this is my view. It's kind of balanced view. Yeah. Um, so I, I think you have to be a little bit balanced when you're on a stream rather than just go. Mm. Well, that's certainly what I do anyway. I can't speak for everyone else, but. I think if you look at the chats on on the shows that, that you know you, we are talking TV, uh, even Irish Hotspur, most of the people in the chat rooms are, are leaving out Enoch out. It, it's yeah, by a substantial yeah. majority. Yeah. yeah, and there's a lot of people in those chats. Mm, there are. Now, there are. Yeah. now to be fair, I will. And we are talking TV. It's a bit more balanced, like. But even then, mm. majority of people leave leave Enoch out or Lenik, as I call mm. them. Just, just like they're they're of that opinion. 
and there are a lot of Tottenham Tottenham fan channels. Some yeah. bigger than others, I'll admit, but like you know. But 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 Adam, you know, I mean, I see Tottenham on tour, but just because of your numbers and obviously Brian's, uh, you know, a, a host of it, who I, I consider to be sort of the de facto leader of the uh, um, the the Levy Strokeenic out campaign. Um, if you're not supporting giving up season tickets and what have you, how on earth are you going to put the kind of pressure on Levy and Enoch? Because I, I no, get the impression. Levy's pretty thick-skinned. How are you going to achieve? Mm. Um, I, I, have to, I have to agree with Brad on that because when I got my season ticket, 2014, I think it was, I got a letter just before that saying you're 33,000 mm. on the waiting list or something yeah. like that. I can't Jesus. remember what it was. So I thought, right, okay, well, you know, a couple of seasons I might get on. And, and then two months later, just like, oh, do you want a season ticket? So th there was a thing a little while ago, I think when Nuno was there on Twitter going, oh, you know, the numbers are dwindling because I was 30,000th on the uh, thing. This was before Pochettino. And, and you know, uh, yeah, it's been like that all the time. It's been like that all the time. So yeah. I don't think that's indicative of the season ticket holders, you know. Yeah. And, and and like Brad says, you get thirty thousand there. Thirty thousand will will just get it. And like Scott says, not being in the UK, it's hard for me to tell. But based on other sports fan bases, I have personal experience in the largest group in any fan base is neutral, don't care. So thirty thousand people, a lot of those will be. Yeah. Well, I don't care. I just want a season mm -hmm. ticket. So if people do give away their season ticket, he still gets their money because people take yeah. it on. Uh, but yeah, and uh, he also goes on to say, well, people going on <laughs> watching streams puts in a very different bracket than most fans. I think uh, that's he's asked you true. a question, Ian. Uh, yeah. Most of your friends, Enoch, Ian, are more indifferent to ownership issues. I, I, I think most are relatively indifferent. Um, but some of my, you know, intelligent friends, long-serving friends, broadly supportive. I mean, no one's happy with, you know, no one's happy we're not winning trophies. I mean... I was at Wembley in 1971, the first time I went to Wembley for the for the League Cup final. I, yeah, I am that old. And there again, I, well. <laughs> you know, I was there in I was there in 81. Um, I didn't go to the replay because I was doing my finals. I was there for both games in 82. I was at um, I was at White Hart Lane in 1984. I was mm -hmm. at Wembley in 90. You know, I, I've been there. I've seen it. I've seen the glory days. Um, and if you think me or anybody else is happy with um with what's going on i i think you know that's a total misunderstanding of of uh, uh um uh, of, of where i'm at but the game has changed dramatically we've also i mean i've got the statistics we have been we've lost eight fa cup semi-finals in a row mm. eight finals yeah, now, that's, it, that's that's it's almost difficult to do that because <laughs> even on the law of averages <laughs> You would win exactly. four, and, and I said it every time I go to a semi-final. Every time I go yeah. to a semi-final, Laura Ramage is going to win this one, and yeah, <laughs> you know, um, um, you know, when you look at the League Cup finals, um, something funny enough, there's something on the stream with with Rez and uh, a couple of others, but we lost to Blackburn in in 2002 in Cardiff. I was there then as well. Semi-final yeah. to Arsenal in 07. We actually won it in eight, 2008. We lost the penalties in 2009 to Manchester United. Lost the 15 final to Chelsea. Lost the 19 semi-final to Chelsea. Lost the 21 final to to, to City. I mean, the, this the goes point on, I'm it? making is, you know, yeah, you know, say oh, lack of trophies. 
It's not as if we haven't had the opportunities to win trophies. And if we'd have won three or four, and even by the law of averages, we should have won more. And that's, of course, not mentioned in the Champions League final. We fluked our way to. Um, even by the law of averages, if we'd have won four trophies, we wouldn't be having this debate. And I don't think it's Enoch's fault that the players on those days consistently didn't perform. And that's successive generations of players. And then you complain about the expenditure. Yeah, we haven't spent enough and not back the, the after 2019. That was a big mistake. But I understand. Well, it, 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 was, it was the summer after 16, 17, where we got 86 points second at Chelsea. And we didn't. Yeah. We needed a yeah, couple those, of those oh, windows we needed, where he spent. Yeah. Those, we needed one or two real stars like your Gareth Bales to come back and stuff. He, he wouldn't have come back because he was on too much money then. But, you know, that no. kind of caliber of player who would have made a real difference. To oh, really have a go. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that's the start of where we've dropped because we were this. Yeah. We were. In that two-year period, in terms of total points over the two-year period, we were well in front in, in winning that league because other teams had dropped on one of the other seasons. Uh, yeah. And that was where we didn't strengthen and get a couple of quality, quality players in, I, I, which is I, where I we really struggled. I got a feeling that this is where Levy's lack of football comes in. I got a mm. feeling he's saying, come on, you've nearly won the league three years running. These yeah. players are good enough. Um, but that's that's yeah. where you employ a manager to say well, what I need. And if you're not going to listen to the manager, what's the point of having a manager in the first I place? Couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. And the other thing, of course, is um, that I've lost I lost my train of thought because it's brought me on to another thing. Yeah, he, he wanted to pay for the stadium, and I think he's thinking mm. I've got the team there. I'll save that money, and I'll the I'll yeah. um, I'll put it to the I'll put it into the stadium fund. The, the last point on that is, and, and I've heard this, and I, I, I hate it when people come on and, you know, something they've heard and they, they post it as if it's a fact. But one thing I did hear, and it would be so typical of, of Levy to have done this, is Mourinho told him, I can, I can make winners out of these players. You don't need new players. And that's why he sacked Pochettino. Because, all right, mm. we were 14th. Mm. But he was sort of seduced by the idea Mourinho... Well, he was a Jose fanboy, though, wasn't he? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. He's always for him having Jose. We, you know, you know, we, 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 we can all flutter our eyebrows at the, uh, you know, the, you know, the pretty girl and hope she'll come out with us. It's, uh, and I think, and I think that, and this is where this is because this is where Levy lets himself down. Is 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 he should be leaving the football to football people? Yeah, exactly. And that's, why, that's why. That's what I thought. Paratici was was brought in for. Well, but it it. it, it you still have to give Paratici a budget and say, there you go, you spend it how you want, I'm not going to get involved. But it seems that he is involved. And I don't fathom this. But we still talk about the money. Let's look at the money. 60 million or whatever around that for when you take take agents, fees and wages for Ndombele, 42 million approximately for... Um, uh, for La Celso, 46 million for Sanchez. I mean, was that the best 46 million? 10 million pounds for Jack Clark, for fuck's sake. Mm. So, you know, that's, 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 the that's the issue, isn't it? There's no doubt that money has been spent. It's been spent on the wrong players. When you when you look at Liverpool, they needed yeah. a goalkeeper, needed a central defender, they got the best yeah. in the business. Yeah. Uh, just a couple of comments here from uh, Ryan. Uh, I've been in the out since Levy decided to sack Martin Yell at half time. Mm. Uh, he disgraced exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely disgraced. Like, who else that, have done that? So much for us. 
He's also said any season ticket I know are ready to give up if Conte isn't back. So a couple from Scott. Uh, it's not just the lack of trophies. Too much focus on lack of trophies. If we're falling, but if if we're falling, but competitive, that would be much different than being run like crap and not winning. And that that that's the competitiveness. That after the sixteen seventeen, we were competitive. Then should have taken the next step. And then he goes on to say, uh, with Jose, I think that was a thinking with Jose. I can bring him in and win instead of buying. What just what Ian's saying now. Uh, and uh, he's very surprised that we don't always disagree. Um, <laughs> well, I can't yeah, email shot, so. hey, hey, Scott, <laughs> even a broken clock's right twice a day. Remember that, my friend. <laughs> yeah, we, we pretty much reached the end there. I mean, we can talk yeah. about transfers over and over and over again. And then, yeah. you know, in two days' time, it could be different. Probably not, but it could be different. It won't uh, be. Come on, I want yeah. some optimism from my Irish friends. <laughs> but yeah, so... Not even Irish optimism can be and be like around now with this club, I'm afraid. Yeah, you know, we'll yeah. see. But we'll we, see. We don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens, and then you know, it, I, I definitely think the summer is his last chance saloon because the yeah. winter, uh, uh, January, he might not sign that many people. Summer, he really has to go and show. Mm. The, the Canes, the, the Suns, yeah. Contes, we're competitive here, we're going to compete, yeah. which then begs the question, why don't you do that before? I mean, one um, thing, Chris, Conte's body language has been really bad for the last few days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really bad. Get Leicester at the end, but yeah. Um, yeah. Ho hopefully it's just because he's, he's losing games and, and, and certainly three against Chelsea without scoring, not laying a glove. But yeah, I mean... It remains to be seen what happens in January, and, and, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, uh, we'll end there. Like I say, we could be carrying on about this and yeah. going over the same points. Uh, thanks for my guest. Thanks to Brian. Brian's always on here. Brilliant guest, Brian. Uh, but Brad, uh, thanks so much for coming on. No problems. No problems. Don't forget, guys, click like and subscribe. Excellent. Thank no, you. No, I wasn't putting it to me. I'm putting it at this. <laughs> this <laughs> well, you've got your music channel, haven't you? Uh, no, that's. <laughs> Probably going to be job at the end of February. I'll have a lot more time on my hands, so that'll Excellent. be probably March. I'm, I'm aiming for. Uh, I actually ordered a new uh, amplifier today. So uh, a music channel, Brad. Tell us about Excellent. this. Uh, it, it's well, when I say a music channel, it's basically a place to put songs I've written on to, to sing and perform and put them out there. So here you go. This is what I do. It's just to have a. It's to have a, a digital record. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, yeah, if people like it, they like it. You know, if you, you write the music. I write the music. I write the lyrics. Uh, oh, so I thought it's, Brian it's, wrote it's, the lyrics. You know, we want Levy out. <laughs> <laughs> I, am actually, I have actually written a song, uh, and it's, uh, it, it's, about, uh, it's about relationships. Uh, so you'd think it's uh, oh. like a love song, but it's actually about following a football team. So, uh, Oh, which Jesus. is a love that you can't uh, get out of. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, yeah, so uh, follow Brad at Brad Hotspur and you'll get all the updates there and when the channel's going live and, and all the updates on there. Uh, Ian, pleasure having you on. Uh, yeah. Thanks pleasure, so much. Chris, always. Yeah. Uh, no YouTube channel or, or plugs? No, no. Just uh, um, Shaggy1712 on Twitter. I always follow back. Um, 
Um, no, I just I'm I'm happy going on other people's streams. I'm mm. maybe see what happens when Bob's channel comes back if he wants some help mm. on that, or maybe because uh, it was Bob that introduced me to this streaming lark yeah. and uh, uh, nagged me to come on, and then gave me such a big up <laughs> encouragement when when I did about nice hearing someone with a different view and a good sense of humour. So I enjoy yeah. doing the streams. I'm happy doing other people's stuff. So yeah, he, he, he was right with a different view. Yeah, <laughs> only joking. Only joking. Got to be healthy. I mean, you yeah. know, Brian and I were almost getting involved in a, and um, you were you were probably all party to it on uh, in our uh, um, Tottenham Tottenham creatures, whatever it's called. Chat. I missed that. I missed <laughs> that. I was there. Yeah. Well, Brian, it's, 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 it's all so good, and, and, and I love so Brian to bits, and I think it's yeah. mutual. But uh, he has promised me a, a, um, to go on Tottenham on tour, Adam. So uh, uh-huh. maybe one day. Yeah. 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 I, I, I have yeah. all the all the all the WhatsApp groups. I have. Uh, the notifications off because it's you know I, oh, yeah, I do that yeah. as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have to work during the day, so it's like you know, exactly. ding, ding. yeah. So yeah, so every now and again I go in and see what's been going on. So I do yeah, miss just constant. A lot in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and, and then the only one on here with the YouTube channel, Brian, with the same one as well. That's Adam. Adam has now been promoted on that channel to uh, chief uh, advertiser, uh, if you will. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> So it's in the description anyway. The link is in the description as long as, as well as everybody's uh, uh, Twitter handles. Uh, but where can people find your channel? Find um, me at the mighty IT channel that is Tottenham on Tour. We are doing a big push for 3K and our support from our subscribers and and you know, just our normal viewers and our regular viewers who help with the channel and all. They've just been absolutely fantastic. So big up to all of you. And I know a lot of them watch this channel and all the other Tottenham channels mm-hmm. in this great community. So big up to all of you. Yeah, so and also please go over if you haven't already once again go over and hit the subscribe button remember Tottenham fans we don't like red I mean I hate myself for wearing the shirt I hate myself for wearing the shirt so I could get away with it by saying oh it's my England top but you can't so. <laughs> I definitely yeah. jeez, jeez, you wouldn't see me dead in England top <laughs> that's a story for another day though yeah are you, oh, yeah. Are you Arsenal in this <laughs> no I am freaking yeah. not <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely go to Tottenham Tour get them up to 3,000 absolutely <coughs> fully deserved uh, thanks everybody for watching uh, everybody in the comments as well I uh, really appreciate it I want 174 uh, followers not quite the levels that Tottenham Tour are but it would be great to get to 200 yeah. by the end of the international break so Definitely. hit those up uh, and uh, yeah uh, Alan Harris isn't, isn't fooled uh, uh, Alan you know, don't with, with don't bother Alan <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so please hit the like, please hit the subscribe, uh, and then go into the uh, uh, description, go to Tottenham Tour, get them up to their 3,000. And yeah, it all helps. Really appreciate it. And again, thank you for watching. And as always, even though it's a bit difficult to say it now with any kind of enthusiasm, but we'll have a go. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you can get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs! <laughs>